Welcome everybody to a new episode of the Bleeding Metal podcast. I am Kiki, she, her, and I am here with my co-host. My name is Pia, she, her, and I want to put a disclaimer here because in this episode we are talking about sexual violence and other kinds of violence. So um, if you are sensitive about these topics, you should maybe better skip this episode, um, go back to one of our older episodes or wait until we have another episode out there with topics that you're not sensitive to. And we also have another guest uh, today with us to talk about an interesting subject. Do you want to introduce yourself, please? Yes, of course. Hi, I'm Jenny um, and uh, also she, her. <laughs> and yes, uh, what I'm doing is um, I'm a vocalist um, at the moment without a band, but uh, yeah, I really uh, love to be on stage and shout and scream. So this is my passion. And uh, yeah, I have another uh, video live talk uh, channel on Instagram. It's called von Batman bis Meerjungfrau in German. <laughs> so it's only German. Um, yeah, where we talk about women in metal. Hell yeah, that's our favorite topic. <laughs> Around which uh, we've done everything for the past almost 10 years. Pia, oh my gosh, time goes fast too. Time goes whoop by too fast. <laughs> whoop, whoop, indeed. Yes, and today we are going to talk about a topic that's not too far away from the women in metal uh, and is has been a big discussion not only in metal and in music business, but in the entertainment industry for a few years now, uh, which is um, separating art from the artist. I think um, we have all been very aware of the how of how many cases of abuse uh, the Me Too movement, um, well voiced, discovered, um, gave attention to, and uh, from that, with the whole. Uh, phenomenon of cancel culture has come as well the discussion around the question if we can separate loving some art while we don't like or dislike the individual who made it and that is uh, the question which we will be discussing today i'm interested if you separate or what your opinion is on this topic if you stop listening to an artist if you know that person did something that you you really can't support jenny do you want to go first maybe or is there a guest of honor Yeah, of course. Um, yes, uh, uh, I, I'm, I have uh, made very much thoughts about uh, this topic because um, I have uh, one band, which uh, name I didn't uh, get anymore, <laughs> but it's very, it's a very famous metal band um, where uh, the fronter uh, did violence to his uh, wife. Uh, you know. Uh, what I mean, I think, uh, or who I mean. And uh, that's why I uh, have decided to boycott these bands uh, or this band, um, uh, whether they they are doing great music. And I think uh, from the yeah, uh, from the side of uh, how 
good or how qualitative the music is. Um, you you can separate it, I think, uh, but I don't. Uh, I cannot uh, do this because uh, I think as a as a band member, you have some uh, yeah. Um, you you just have to be aware of what you're doing because you're uh, uh, someone many people are looking up to. And um, so if you're not uh, yeah, safe with this and if you're doing things and you know it's wrong and you, you just give a shit about it, uh, that's not, uh, not the thing for me to be in a band or to be a, a, a musician. So you have so much uh, to do and so much to show that you're a good person and uh, go with a good example forward and so uh, I take this over the music you know how about you Kiki I think it's been for me a whole process and uh, it started with movies um, because well the the film industry um, and more specifically Hollywood was a bit more of the place, so to speak, where these uh, scandals were first happening. Well, not happening, but, you know, um, where we were talking more about them. And I think then it was easier to just, you know, there are just these films made by these specific people, which I don't want to watch anymore. But music is much more intertwined in my life or or well I hear much more music than I watch films or shows talking about films there was this one this website where you could put in a movie title and it would tell you instead of you know the Rotten Tomatoes thing like how many people thought it was good or it was bad there was um there were the results told you if the people involved had any either legal process against them going on against them or 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 if there were any allegations of abuse or assault or harassment or whatever so that was kind of helpful that's really good because i in a band it's quite easy because there are only a few members but there are so many people involved in a movie and especially when it's the the regisseur <laughs> the yeah when it's a person in the background who has still a lot of power in the movie, you don't know that when you just read the title of the film. So that's a very good database. Or yeah, it was a very good tool. And sadly, I'm not finding anything uh, like quickly on Google, but I will remember and or research and I shall put the name of the website in the description. That was the one thing. And later uh, there were all these... You know, all of these other cases started coming up, of also related to the music industry. And uh, I think that's where I started trying to find or, or trying to actually do this of separating um, this creation or, or this creative uh, project that someone has, even though the creator themselves are uh, not exactly good people. And for me, I think one of the biggest cases, the biggest person that brought that to my attention is Marilyn Manson, actually. That is uh, very, or, or the, allegation, the allegations against him are very recent. 
um i think you know that all came up like an a year ago maybe and that was the moment where i really thought i have liked his music for so long and i still like listening to to some of it um i even think that his most recent albums are kind of good seeing him live was a huge disappointment but then um learning that his behavior as a person and as a human being was pretty shitty uh was actually disappointing and um i just i didn't want to support his career anymore mm-hmm. while at the same time i still wanted to be able to enjoy his previous um works so that was like the first time i really had to think about it and i really had to make a conscious de- decision about about this kind of separation because i am i am the kind of person that will usually uh want to know uh, want to know more about the people behind the art i usually want to understand the lyrics i usually want to uh make my interpretation about what inspired this person to write this song or to write these lyrics and that was the first time that i had actually a conflict yeah i can totally understand this because you know um if someone is doing art and and you know um the one is is doing great art great music like great lyrics or something like this and uh, you know behind it uh, there is a person which is yeah very a bad person and you uh this is someone you don't want to have in your life and music is something uh which i would say touches me because it's it's a very important thing i'm listening very much to music like you said and if there's someone toxic behind i don't want to have this in my life yeah exactly and that's also i know kiki that you're a big fan of marilyn manson and so yeah maybe you want to go a bit deeper into this relationship to his music that you have now um when you listen to the music do you have this allegations in mind or can you completely separate that that's a very good question i think it's i think my my liking of his music is a little bit more nostalgia based even though as i said i have listened to his most recent i don't know even if most recent let me look that up because i i actually stopped actively following his work that i have to say his music does come up in my older playlists yep. and well i i did listen to the 2014 and 2017 albums and i thought those were great and after that i mean last year um i just didn't pay attention anymore but um and so i don't have that kind of disconnect i don't have that bitter bitter aftertaste or something when i'm listening to him because now i know what he's done but um i cannot say how it's going to be in the future <laughs> now that you say that mm. i remember now uh the dat- database that i was talking about is called rotten apples and it is a searchable database that lets you know whether or not a film or television show is tied to a person who has been accused of sexual misconduct and it's been around for quite a few years now since 2017 uh, at least 
and uh well you're gonna I'm, I'm gonna link it in the description but you can visit the website at the rotten so the rotten apples nice Thank you. Very nice tool. Thank you. It is a very, um, a very uh, helpful tool. And it would be also really cool if there was a tool like that for music, as we were saying, because Jenny, you were talking about, um, you also remembered, <laughs> you remembered the name of uh, the band that you are now actively not listening to because right. of what has happened in their ranks. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, it's a very famous band, like I mentioned before. So as I lie dying, so, uh, um, mm. Tim Lambesis, uh, the front man, you know that he uh, had uh, attacked uh, or tried to attack his uh, wife by... Uh, he hired someone. He hired someone, yeah. Uh, in German, we say Auftragskiller. I don't know the word in English <laughs> because I never ordered someone like this. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, this is uh, absolutely an example for, for a band I don't want to listen to anymore because uh, there is a, a person Hitman. behind. Uh, Hitman, right. Um, there's a person behind. I, I just don't want to get closer to, you know. Mm. But wasn't he like... Uh... Didn't he split out? Didn't he leave the band? I don't know because <laughs> this was the point. I don't uh, uh, read or uh, yeah something uh, about the band uh, because uh, it was for me a total boycott. I think I read something uh, that he joined again. He is an active member of the band right yeah, now. Damn. Yeah. He still is. And this is something I talked with so many people uh, about because, uh, you know, uh, every time you go to a show of a band, you, this is support. You support the band. You're going mm. uh, through, the, uh, through the concert. You listen. You buy some merch or something like this. And all the um, event managers were which are inviting this band uh, every time and again and again and again i don't know if they uh, don't also have some um, responsibility to 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 yeah not support it and mm -hmm. i don't know if they taken their role in the, this game serious you know this is the question i have is is the money more worth it than the life of the wife mm -hmm. and also the other band members so yeah. even if they would have kicked him out i don't know how you can be so close to someone for so so many years and don't notice how this person really is but i think that also happens in when you're married to someone you don't know this person 100 so mm -hmm. i would let that count maybe if they would have kicked him out and would have said okay we take his picture off of every website and stuff like that and our social media accounts uh, so that he disappears the most possible way so his voice would still be in the music of course but yeah they could have done something like this but instead of that they take him back as a singer that is something where i also say nope i also cannot listen to this band anymore yeah yeah absolutely agree According to Wikipedia, he did um, time in prison for it. Mm -hmm. So every like the whole process uh, came to that end. He was sentenced to six year in, years in prison, of which he did two, and then was released 
Well, he did a number of years in prison and... Um, that is part of a bigger discussion, I think, that also has a lot to do with uh, cancel culture. But I think that people should be accountable for what they do and uh, should face the facts, you know, face the things that, you, that you've done yeah. and take responsibility for your acts. You know, do the time for your crime, so to speak, and also um, just deal with the consequences and not and not hide behind i don't know your fame or what your pr firm is doing for you um in cases in these cases of famous people so um i i i don't follow the band very closely so i have no idea how all that uh found the or how they all found the resolution of uh taking him back as a lead vocalist but um well, I don't know. For me, it's too much over the top. So we had also the situation with the ghost inside that the bassist was kicked out because he said something racist on a tour that was, I think, five years ago already. Um, but he apologized for that and he said, yes, I made a mistake and I know I made this mistake and I learned from that. Mm -hmm. And so they took him back as a member. And that's something where I can say, okay, you didn't, hurt someone physically you didn't try to kill someone you didn't tell other people to kill someone <laughs> so yeah. um i don't want to say that he was just racist because you shouldn't also be racist but that's something where you can learn from because um, he i think he is also a white man and he grew up in a society where it's very difficult to not learn something racist which you have to unlearn later so I can totally yeah. understand that he he learned something from that. So I believe that he really did. And then I can say, okay, I'm fine with the band taking him back as a band member. Yeah. But mm -hmm. if somebody really wanted someone else to kill his wife, that's something where I, I don't know, you, you can't really apologize for that. Yeah. It crosses a line, yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's also the thing. I th the thing, I think these lines are very personal how we uh, judge other people uh, up to which point we can um you know forgive their actions even we, if we don't know them even if we are not affected by their actions but um if they decide to face the consequences and go through a process of change um it's up to each of us to decide um you know what actions can be, uh, you know, forgiven and and which not. Um, I do agree, though, that that was, you know, it's it's a certain type of violence that is that does cross a line. And I also think, or for me, it is important how much the music means to me, mm -hmm. um, because, for example, I don't follow and I don't listen to Rammstein anymore. I never was a big Rammstein fan. But when Till Lindemann released this rape um, mm. track, mm. yeah, it, it wasn't even a song. Um, he released a book. Ah, yes, this one. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, and one of the texts, one of the lyrics, do you say lyrics? Yeah, one of this, um, the texts that were in this book was where he described that someone rapes someone else while that person sleeps. 
And that was the point for me where I said, okay, I can't listen to this music anymore. I don't follow the news about the band. That was something for me where I thought, why? Why, why do you publish something like this? There is no necessity for that. And yeah, but for me, that was quite easy because I have never been a big fan of the music at all. So um, I don't know how I would have reacted if that was um, someone in one of my favorite bands, to be honest, because luckily that never happened to a band that I really, really love. But um, I think it would have affected me at least that I would not be able to enjoy the music, even though I might be still listening to the music. But to be honest, I, I really don't know. And I think you can only tell when you've been in the situation like, yeah, the Marilyn Manson case with you, Kiki. Yes, and I have a um, kind of more controversial uh, case for you. I don't know if you heard about these news, but this happened just this year, I think. Let me check. In March, early March of this year, um, the Australian uh, metalcore band Make Them Suffer uh, kicked out their... Uh, the keyboardist. Keyboardist and singer, um, Buka Nile. And I was a big fan of her and her voice. And uh, I don't know how to feel, to be honest. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because she was uh, kicked out after sexual assault allegations came up about her. And um, that all happened really, really quickly. So I am just, I will, I will link the Lightwire uh, article about her statement in the in the description as well. Um, this doesn't happen that often, though, that a woman is accused of sexual assault. Yeah. You know, it happens, never denying that. As a feminist who has worked in prevention of uh, violence against women and um, most recently with an organization that offers legal help to uh, women who have uh, suffered uh, mostly sexual violence against them. Um, I do know that statistically, it's mostly the other way around. Mm. Um, it's men that perpetrate these crimes against women. And this time it was, it was a bit shocking because it was a woman, a woman in metal who was being accused of this. And um, I don't know if there is even an investigation going on, how much truth there is to it. It's also been only a month after, um, af well, after she put out this statement, at least, saying goodbye to make them suffer. But um, yeah, that actually did really just... Uh, I don't know. I uh, just shocked me, and um, I haven't really uh, gotten informed too much or looked into it too much. Um, I have still <laughs> listened to their music. Um, I think I still have to go through that whole process. Mm. I think she said it is true, and she wanted to make her ex-boyfriend jealous, and because of that quote-unquote flirted with one of his friends but 
I'm not 100% sure. Please inform yourself if you want to know for sure if that is correct. And that is also something where I have to say um, it's good that the other band members kicked her out or she left on her own. I don't know. And that's also something where I can say I would be able to keep on following the music of the band because that is the band. I, I think the band didn't know about that. I don't think that they've been kind of involved, which I doubt when there are a lot of cases coming up when I think, okay, well, how were you not able to notice that? But in this case, this is only one time she did that and maybe the others really didn't know about that and they reacted in that minute they found out about that. And so I would say, okay, yes, I can still listen to the band. Yeah, this is also a case I would say this is possible because, um, yeah, like you said, um, the others didn't know about it and they reacted very fastly. So um, I think uh, you, everyone should be should be able to make some mistakes, right? Um, and if this happens, you have to go with the consequences. And if this is the consequence for the band then it's absolutely fine and I think uh, they have to figure out what, with what uh, they want to deal and uh, what they want to uh, do about it. And if they did this decision, which is absolutely right in my point of view, um, then it's absolutely fine to follow them and to uh, continue listening. Yeah, and I, and I also think that is that is part of the issue that I think all the whole cancel culture has had the effect of it, of um, putting some kind of pressure on both the people around, uh, in this case, the band, right? Or the people who are working with the person uh, accused yeah. of, um, of a certain crime and on the, on the quote unquote perpetrator, perpetrator themselves. Because in our super fast communication age, it is really, uh, or apparently, very necessary to react super quickly, also to prevent uh, more shitstorms or heavier shitstorms. Shit And I do think that the band um, maybe just wanted to, to stay away from the consequences that still having a member in the band who's been accused of things might have on, on the others or on them as a band. And so in order to protect themselves, they just uh, fired her really quickly, maybe not even looking into, into what actually had happened, maybe not even, not even asking her first uh, or to clear things up with her. Um, I don't exactly know, but it did feel like a very fast reaction. Who, which she also accepted and moved on. And so that was part of the shock, though, because it was she was gone from one minute to the next. And we didn't even really get to get to see if it was actually, uh, you know, true or, or, or whatever. So that is that is part of this whole discussion as well. Right. I don't think that as fans we have to decide that quickly though as i said we have the right to have this whole 
thought process of do I still want to uh, listen to this music because the person who made it um, has maybe committed uh, a crime or, or done mistakes or, you know, however the gravity might be, maybe, you know, more are, some are, some are uh, worse than others. Uh, and that is exactly what we are, um, what our topic is right now. We, we went into the details a little bit of some of the cases that have, um, that have been closer to us, but I would like to ask ourselves now, um, how we would do that? How can we, uh, really separate the art from the artist if we decide to? Hmm. That's a good question. Yeah, that's a really good question. I think for me, it dep depends on on what is uh, the person doing, and if there is something heavy, like the Azalei dying example, I I would quit with it. I cannot separate. But um, I think uh, for like the ghost inside uh, example. Um, I think we are humans and we we sh uh, should be able to make mistakes like I said before because no one is perfect and no one is doing a perfect job and uh, so if they are going with the consequences if they are able to apologize if there are something um I can I can go with it But the separation thing is not so easy. Um, I think on on the one hand you can you can say okay this is from the side of the musicians. It's a good song. It's, it is uh, something which is really great, which which is very well produced, and so on. You can say that this, this is a great song. But uh, for me, it's still the thing that I will not getting deeper into it. If the, if it's uh, playing somewhere, it's okay for me, but um, the separating thing, yeah, I, d I don't think so. I'm, I'm not able to do this uh, in, in uh, the heavy uh, things. Mm. Me neither now that I think about it, because well, what I could do, if, if I would have to arrange with something, then I could say, okay, I don't support a band actively, but still listen to the music. Um, but it would always be in my mind, for example, or a very, very uh, famous example, <laughs> Michael Jackson. Um, every time his music is played, I like the music, I like listening to it, but I always have to think about what he did besides music. And so I can't really enjoy that 100% anymore. And that would be... That would always be the case with these really heavy cases. Um, I I also listened to now they're called Electric Callboy, and they had in their past also lyrics where they had the topic of rape. But, yeah, that's true. But they they moved on from that. They learned from that. They just recently apologized for that took some of that or took that songs off from the streaming platforms. And they also had a name where they were accused for being racist and they changed that name. So they also moved on. And there, for me, it is possible to completely enjoy the music now um, because of this change. Yeah, and also that they did not do something 
themselves, so to speak. So they they made a song that was really not cool. Um, and they had a name that was not <laughs> so cool. But that's they, they didn't cross the thick line for me. Um, and there I can separate that. But I think I, I couldn't do that either completely. <laughs> I find it very interesting now that you spoke about Michael Jackson also to consider dead artists mm -hmm. or big cultural figures that lived ages ago. And I was just out for lunch with a friend of mine who is an opera singer. And I told her about uh, this episode of the podcast and the topic and um, because she was talking about not really enjoying, um, not always enjoying performing uh, Wagner mm -hmm. because of his connections to the Nazis back in the day. Mm -hmm. And I can totally understand that. He is dead, though. And his music was so important for for music in general and um i am not sure about uh, his family line if you know if still attending a wagner opera performance is somehow financially benefiting his uh, grandkids and grand grand grandkids And, uh, you know, and if that would make me feel bad about it, hmm. but that happens in other areas too. And, uh, and well, that is, that is also one thing with the, with the dead artists that I think would, or could be easier to separate from the creations that they have, uh, brought to the world. But she also, uh, my friend also, um, opened up the Or, or brought my attention to the one of the biggest um, cancel or not cancel culture. Well, she hasn't been canceled, but, you know, the author of uh, Harry Potter, whose name shall not be said, <laughs> um, she shall not be named, is very, very openly transphobic and racist as well, if I remember correctly. I am not a big Harry Potter fan, and I haven't really looked into this thing too much but I do find it um, interesting how the whole Harry Potter fan community has very actively and very vocally done that that separation kind of already you know mm -hmm. they are very critical still of no. of the yeah. work and of all the the topics that come out that come up in in these books um while they still celebrate the characters that they like and that they find redeemable and that they that yeah you know that they have grown to to love even so um i i do think that is um yeah that is that is actually really interesting and and they do say things like okay, we are fans of, of, of these books, but we, you know, if I want to read it again, I won't buy, uh, or, or if they owned the books before they learned how, 
how uh, transphobic and discriminatory her, her behavior is, uh, they won't buy new additions or they won't uh, necessarily, uh, you know, go to uh, a new movie based on 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 their on her work or stuff like that, um, or or you know, in any way like support her financially or put her in this position of power. On the other hand, she hasn't really been cancelled. <laughs> mm -hmm. There is a series now, right, about uh, some other Harry Potter story. Uh, I have no idea. I just saw, I think, a trailer of a new uh, Dumbledore movie or show. I have mm. no idea. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like some of the most woke fans have been able to go through that process of, you know, still enjoying these uh, characters and these stories while not paying attention to the awful things that she puts out, which is, you know, as you were saying before, Pia, she is, uh, quote unquote, just making um, discriminatory comments out there, but she has a huge platform and so many mm -hmm. people listen to her. So it is a, a lot of responsibility that that comes with 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 such a, a huge mm -hmm. audience. And to um yeah. and to know that and still be a fan of hers as a as a person, as a writer, I I don't agree with that. I wouldn't support that um at all. But I do have friends who are big, big fans of the Harry Potter series and um, consciously decide not to to pay attention to her or to anything new that she might bring out because um, they know how problematic she is. Mm. On the Harry Potter topic, I think it's very interesting because um, I think I have to revise my my further comment a little bit because I said uh, it would not be possible. But yeah, I have not thought of, on this Harry Potter topic. And, um, you know, it's like I, I gr grew up with this uh, with this books, with these films and so on. And I think I will ever every time stand behind it uh, and uh, the, the art behind it. Uh, but yeah, on this topic, on uh, especially on the. Um, Uh, 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 trends topic um, I, I don't can connect with her so this is not the opinion I want to uh, to 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 get or to give to other people so uh, this is uh, something I would not agree with um, but yeah uh, there I can differentiate uh, a bit the art versus the artist it's right mm. I think what is important here is that she never learned from that so she still is transphobic. She still has this yeah, exactly. opinion. Yeah. yeah. And so we do not have the case that she apologized and said, yeah, I learned something from that. As you said, she's very famous and Harry Potter has a very, very huge fan community. I also think in this, um, when, when you have so many people, When something is so popular, it's also important to have people within the fan base who are critical, who um, who make this criticism from inside, so that there are not only people on the outside who say, oh, she's transphobic, I move away, I can't support her anymore, but that there are also people within this fan community who can, quote-unquote, teach others to be aware of this so that you at least can say 
yes, I enjoy the books, the movies, everything. I enjoy the style of writing and stuff like that. But I also know about this problematic thing and I, um, I separate that consciously um, and I completely do not support this. And I always have this in mind and always, um, always also talk about that when I talk about Harry Potter in this case. Yes. I think also this uh, example was interesting, Pia, which you mentioned with uh, Electric Cowboy. Because um, when I think back, uh, when they released the first uh, songs or the first EP, which they uh, uh, turned out of the, um, of the of platforms, the, uh, platforms um, I was I was 18, I think. I was so young. And there it was quite normal to have lyrics like this mm -hmm. you know like the all, all of these german rappers who are doing lyrics like this so it was something special to have it also in metal so it was funny and uh, i i think i understood everything uh, years behind so uh, for the in this time i did never thought about it and i think they have grown up as me grown up, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, they think more and more about these things. And this is so cool and important. And I really appreciate this because if you are young, if you are yeah, young and dumb, you know, you are doing mistakes. And if you are doing these and you, like you said and mentioned, learn out of this and try to correct your mistakes and try to um, make, make things better, then I think you, you have the the chance to yeah to 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 be promoted and supported in any ways mm. and they especially they could have turned away from that they could have quit the band and started new or something but they yeah. stayed there and they involved their fans in this process and also yeah. um, educated them at some point about why they do this so they were really um They talked very openly about also the the change of their band name. And there were mm. a lot of fans who were not supportive, who said, oh, I cannot yeah. listen to your music anymore. And why do you take off all these great songs? And they didn't care about that. They were like, no, we learned from that. We This is not who we are right now. And we yeah. encourage you to also think about that and to also learn from that or at least get the point that we make here. Yes. Yeah. And so that is what we were talking about before, what we can do about, um, you know, when we learn that the artists behind our beloved art, music, film, books, whatever it is, um, when we learn that the person that made it is not exactly the best human being, um, hold them accountable. I would say give them the chance to redeem themselves if you find what they did mm -hmm. is forgivable, but, you know, hold them accountable to it. And if they do uh, this whole process of uh, learning process and and also apologize to the people they might have hurt, um, yeah, then then it's still your decision if you, if you will forgive those mistakes um, or if you think that they have learned and changed. And otherwise, I found this cool blog post about the topic that I uh, will also link in the description that has 
a few interesting uh, tips or, or advice about uh, separating the art from the artist. And it starts with saying that people in a position to hire artists, and I think this is especially important for the music industry, people in a position to hire artists need to be the first ones to not separate the art from the artist in situations where they are still living and earning uh, personal, professional and monetary profit from creating work. So if you are a booking agent for a big festival and you know that there are, let's say, sexual assault allegations against the member, a member of a band, you wouldn't put the people you know, the crew, the fans, the people around this artist in danger by booking them for your festival, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or even if if it is people who are not, not physically abusive, but who spread, um, you know, like all of the isms that we've been talking about, racism or, or, or transphobia or, um, you know, all of the discriminatory... Uh, awful things out there. Uh, you wouldn't give them a microphone to spread those ideas around. I wouldn't. Hmm. Yeah, me neither. That is what happens now with the band Mental Cruelty. That's a deathcore band from Germany. And their vocalist has been assaulted to be a rapist and a sexual abuser. And they kicked him out of the band. But also many festivals now kick the band out of their lineup. And that, um, I read a statement by Full Force Festival, who also had them on the lineup and said, okay, we cannot support this and we don't want this band to play here anymore. Um, and they put out a comment where they also said where people can go, who, or where people can find help who have been sexual, sexually assaulted. And mm -hmm. I commented under that post and asked them if they do something actively on their festival um, and they answered me. That was really cool. They said, yes, we will inform about that also later on. Um, we have people there who who are trained or who, who will support the victims. And uh, we will also inform that you can talk to every staff member on that festival. And when you ask, how do I come to Panama? They know what happened and they will help you immediately. Yeah, this is something I see uh, in, in the city uh, uh, more often now. Uh, in every um, bar or club I was uh, in the last time, it was not so many because we have uh, uh, still the COVID situation. Um, but uh, in every uh, uh, local where I um, get in, there is on the uh, women's restroom, uh, like, like you were told, Pia, uh, um, a paper where their code word is on and uh, you can go to the staff you can you tell them that you're not feeling very well and you um, get help and this is something which I think is very very good and supportive for women especially yes yeah. yes and to go on with the article um, it then has a few uh, a few more uh, pieces of advice for people who are not in this position to hire artists. And it says, you know, just first of all, trust your gut because you are the one who, who is maybe feeling, having this guilty feeling that I was talking about or, or, or feeling a little uncomfortable when you are consuming a certain 
um, type of, not, not type, but a certain artist's um, work or, or, or film as we were, as we were talking, um, you shouldn't just ignore it. If you don't, if you all of a sudden don't like it anymore, because now you know more about the person behind it, then you, you shouldn't also force yourself to keep liking it. Mm. And um, if you do want to continue consuming, I'm quoting this now, if you do want to continue consuming a problematic artist's art, find ways to do so that won't financially profit them. For example, check a book or movie out of the library instead of buying it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. And as you said, Pia, once as well, you would still listen to to the music, for example, but you wouldn't like buy their merch anymore or, or buy uh, mm. their more recent releases or go to their concerts or recommend the band or the artist mm -hmm. to to somebody else to somebody new i wouldn't put them on a playlist and stuff like that right I, if i would not be able to cancel or to uh, to move away from that band then i would listen in private and don't tell anybody about that <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's, i think that's what A ghost kid with sushi the former frontman of electric cowboy also said because he has a marilyn manson tattoo and mm -hmm. um he uh, in another podcast i think it was turbus geflüster in germany they also talked about that and he said uh, that um he wouldn't do he wouldn't get a, another marilyn manson tattoo now that he knows what what the allegations are against Marilyn Manson and also he does not show it in public and he would not go there and say hey I'm so cool I have a Marilyn Manson tattoo and stuff like that so that's the same thing that you don't uh, you don't spread the name so to speak of that band or artist or whatever yeah because we have said bef this before in a completely different context when talking about uh a band's or an artist's merch, you are becoming, when you're wearing a band t-shirt, you are becoming kind of a, a walking billboard for that person. You are doing advertisement, free advertisement for that person and, or for that yeah. band and whatever they stand for. So um, while it is a good thing uh, to support, to financially support the bands that you like as well, You are also um, financing, you know, the lives of those people. And um, while in this shitty capitalist world, we all need <laughs> money to survive, or or artists who have, uh, as it says also in the in the article, um, their work is allowing them, maybe allowing them to perpetrate more abuse. Mm. Yeah, and I think the more famous someone becomes. Um, that's a kind of evil spiral where where you you come to situations where you are able to to abuse someone, so to speak, um, and where people are less willingly to kick you off of a lineup. So, as I said, mental cruelty were kicked out of festivals. But what if that would have been the headliner? I don't know if they would have kicked mm. them out then mm -hmm. yeah good question yeah. so i think the more famous you become the easier you can do these things and the more complicated it becomes for others to 
to separate from you. Mm. Yes. Yeah, agree. That is very good. I do want to mention it once again. I mentioned it very shortly as a teaser for this episode in the past episode. This new band that was recommended to me, Skinned, is kind of a true crime metal project. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is led by a woman, if I understand correctly. They are everywhere on festival lineups this year. And I would love to see her. And the problematic thing about um, her musical project was that every song has a different serial killer or portrays uh, a story of the story of a different serial killer. And there is this kind of dark side to true crime, which has, I mean, the the community around true crime has, or the fan base has grown so much in the recent years, or maybe there, it was there already before, but I hadn't paid attention to it. I'm not a big fan of true crime. I listened to one podcast about it. Um, but otherwise, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not too much into it. And the, 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 I mean, although the stories are somehow, somehow interesting, um, more so to some people, um, obviously to the fans, which is fine, you know, um, having interests and hobbies is always fine, <laughs> but the, the, the dark side or the danger of telling true crime stories to such vast audiences is that there are people out there who start to idolize these criminals mm -hmm. and might want to um, do crimes in their, either in their honor or just with the purpose of becoming as famous as they As, as the serial killers became, right? Mm -hmm. So there, there might be new uh, criminals being inspired by these stories. Um, and while I do think that that is pretty dangerous and we should never idolize and never celebrate these awful, awful human beings, I do think that sometimes a lot of good art comes from these very dark places. Mm. And in the case of of the music project I was mentioning, Skinned, I really like it. Mm. Mm. In that moment, it's less about separating the art from the artist, but this time it's about separating the art from its inspiration. Mm -hmm. mm. It's weird. Yeah, I think it also depends on how they deal with the topic. So do they celebrate these murderers or are they critical or do they have a disclaimer or something? Because I remember a music video by the band One Morning Left. Um, and in this video, the band was beaten up by a group of women. And they, in the end, they have this, or there is written on the screen that violence is never an answer or should never be something that you do to others. So um, they also had this in their music video, And it looked kind of funny. Um, but in the end, they said, you should not do this. And I don't know if the band that you just mentioned is critical about the stuff that they have in their lyrics. That would be important to me. 
That is true. And I haven't been following them for a very long time, but they did put out a statement about the war that's going on right now with Ukraine and um, and said, um, I'm reading this off their Instagram right now. I feel like I have made this clear, but in case I didn't, I sing about crime, but I do not support violence or war in any form. And then they go on to say, well, we are heartbroken to see the war in Ukraine. And that is um, obviously a different topic that we also talked about mm. um, in the last episode. But yeah, I, I think the uh, apparently there has been this disclaimer. But that's that's what I mean. This, this time, in this specific case, uh, the artist is, is not the problematic Mm-hmm. agent person here yeah but the the inspiration they draw from mm. the the problematic thing is that these cases are real cases because mm-hmm. i mean we listen to metal mm-hmm. look at the lyrics <laughs> there is tons of yeah. violence also in this in the lyrics of the bands that we are listening to one kind yeah. or another so yeah the as you just said the the difficult thing is that people might get inspiration because these cases are real cases because these the victims are out there the murderers are out there or have been if they're not alive anymore mm. they are they're not out there anymore but yeah they have been real and that's a difference i or that's a difference for me yes yeah it is, uh, and the problem is also uh, when when young people are coming to this music, you know, they get inspired by their inspiration. I don't know if you um, if you have seen it, but uh, you know TikTok, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a new trend out there um, to where young um, boys are telling about their wishes to rape women or to um, murder them and so on. And I, th- we had a, we had also in our friend circle a discussion about this because you know uh, this uh, platform has a very bright reach and um, the young people are getting inspired there. And there, I think someone which is maybe not mental uh, uh, um, healthy could. Uh, could uh, take it too serious mm-hmm. and get inspired by this or something like this and it's so dangerous and i don't understand why the platforms don't restrict these uh, behavior or these trends uh, even more because um it's very dangerous when someone is maybe not healthy or something um sees it um it could be an inspiration and this is like um also uh, for the for the lyrics of uh, inspired by murderer and uh, i i think uh, this have to be watched out and uh, to make them responsible for uh, the people who are following them yes mm-hmm. it's super funny that you mentioned that though because just today i was listening to an episode of the reply all podcast mm-hmm. the episode is called the devious lick and they talked about this uh, trend and even challenge on Mm. TikTok uh, that was about stealing stuff from school. And a lot of uh, schools in the US had had just, you know, a lot, lots of cases of vandalism and, Mm. um, and kids stealing things. And that apparently escalated even into, 
cases of assault because one of the other challenges was something about uh, slapping teachers or mm, stupid shit yeah. like that. But yeah. as far as the research uh, for the episode went, TikTok had taken measures um, and had actually banned the hashtag and pulled out all of the content that uh, contained any of these uh, challenges. And we're monitoring how how these uh, trends were escalating. Um, so that that actually surprised me because I know that other um, platforms like Twitter have no handle whatsoever on what trolls post um, out mm. there. And um, so I, I, I thought that it was actually pretty interesting. But again, that comes back to what we were saying at some point. Um, some kind of, if it's art, we might need some kind of disclaimer. If it's uh, you know, if it's old art or or movies or or theater, mm -hmm. opera, whatever it is, depending on 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 how old we are as well, uh, we we might I don't know need to you know if there if it's aimed at kids or if it's open for kids, then their guardians should be able to have discussions with them that are critical and that uh, make them learn from those things instead of blindly following trends or, or examples. That takes me back to the very, very first episode of uh, this podcast, which back then was the very, very first episode of the Mental and High Heels podcast back mm -hmm. in May in 2017, when we were talking about mental health uh, with Cassandra Novell from Mercy Isle. And we were talking about watching... Um, 30 Reasons Why. 13 Reasons Why. Thank you. I, I knew the number, but I forgot the rest. <laughs> 13 Reasons Why, which is this Netflix show around uh, teenage suicide. And uh, mm -hmm. it was really, really hard to watch for me as an adult woman. And, um, and while it was kind of made for a teenage audience, we were saying, well, a It's, it's not necessarily bad that it's out there because we should talk about mental health and we should talk about suicide openly, mm -hmm. but always with the, with the, you know, with this knowledge of, um, there's always help out there. You should always, uh, be able and or feel comfortable enough to reach out for help for professional help as well. And um, so that it doesn't come to, to that extreme. But that means, you know, you need this guidance. As an adult, you need this knowledge or common sense or maturity. I don't know. But for teenagers, it's also really important. Or for kids, it's also really important that they have, um, you know, just the guidance to process the entertainment or art or whatever that they are consuming in a constructive way, maybe. Mm. Well, I think that's a good advice or a good statement to end this episode with. But if you are there, um, I would be interested how you do this. Can you separate the art from the artist? Have you stopped listening to bands or artists after there was an accusation or even something that was um, turned out true? Yeah, let us know your opinion on this. Um, and now let's talk about something 
Good. <laughs> Let's talk about music a bit more. What music have you been listening to lately? I'm a bit stuck at the moment into my uh, playlist circle, I think. Um, so I have a, a huge playlist where is everything from every genre inside. So I'm I'm very uh, not listening only to metal. So I have much interest in this. So there is uh, something like The Chemists Inside, which is uh, mixed a bit with electrical and some punk pop voices and also some screaming and shouting. Um, I really like them. Um, of course, Electric Callboy is in there and um, yeah, some songs from Beartooth and uh, yeah, Architects. I really love them. Uh, so it's a very well mixture. <laughs> nice. What about you, Bia? Um, since April 1st, I hear on repeat the new Windrunner album, which is called Tan. And Ooh. Windrunner is a band from Vietnam. They have a lineup change. They had a lineup change. They have a new singer now, and they focus on her voice a lot. And at first, I really liked the former singer. Um, I was a bit skeptical, but now... I can really appreciate her voice and how it fits into the music and how the music is basically built around her voice. And um, a week before that, there was a new release from Animals as Bleeders, which was called Perhesia. And I've been listening to that for a week and then the Windrunner album came out. So, <laughs> But these are the two new releases that I like a lot at the moment. Oh, nice. What are you listening to, Kiki? I haven't been listening to anything new, to be honest. I went back to the latest Epica album and to some bands from Ecuador that I, that I hadn't listened in a while. And I've been listening to lots of podcasts, as you could hear. <laughs> I'm still catching up on my podcasts. I'm right now uh, in January of this year because there are just so many that I listen to. <laughs> I'm three months behind. I can recommend one that is called Not Your Little Lady. Um, I found that one because they also had Dr. Anna S. Rogers as a guest who has also been guest on this podcast and they also talked with her about her book Doing Gender in Heavy Metal and they have a lot of cool other episodes out there it's a um, it's a feministic podcast and I think I will catch up with some of the older episodes as well cool I can't I can't subscribe to another podcast <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> I just I just realized that my phone had stopped downloading some of them because I hadn't listened to them in a while. No. And then I missed episodes. So I had to actively go into the things and download the ones I, I, I still wanted to listen to. Mm. Ah, that was a little <laughs> bit annoying. But, well, Jenny, where can people find you on social media, especially when they are looking for a new badass vocalist? <laughs> yeah, you can find me on uh, Instagram. Uh, my name is uh, a bit special, Cthulhu's13. Um, it's a bit uh, difficult to spell, C-T-H-U-L-H-U-S-13. Um, yeah, and if you want, uh, you can uh, catch up. <laughs> yeah. And you can find this podcast also on Instagram, Bleeding Metal Pod. I think that's 
that's the only social platform where we are at the moment. And of course, you can listen to this podcast in almost every podcatcher. If you know a podcatcher where we are not available, let us know, then we might be able to change that. Yes, we're still on Twitter. I still post on Twitter. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But also don't forget to follow the Bleeding Metal podcast on Spotify and Stitcher or subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to right now. Recommend us to your friends and uh, hear you next time, next month. Yes, thank you for listening. And Jenny, thank you for having been our guest. It was really cool talking to you about this topic and to also learn about your opinion on this. And Yes, I hope you also enjoyed <laughs> chatting with yeah. us. <laughs> of course. Thank you very much for the invitation. I enjoyed it. And yeah, and I learned uh, a lot of my uh, of me and my opinion on that because, uh, yeah, I never thought about this so directly with other people. It's great. Thank you. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> oh, that's really nice. Yes, and for all you German speakers out there, you can uh, catch... Jenny and Pia and other awesome women in metal sometimes on um, Instagram live conversations uh, von Batman bis Meerjungfrau. Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. Give that Thank you. account a follow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening and goodbye. Bye.